that was one of the blunders i would say mm. apart from what i lost as money it was more of a knowledge why did i do that i hold a masters from one of the top 20 universities in the world and i lost several thousand dollars in crypto without even doing my own research hello fellow risk takers and welcome to my worst investment ever stories of loss to keep you winning in our community we know that to win in investing you must take risk but to win big you've got to reduce it ladies and gentlemen i'm on a mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives and that mission has led me to create the become a better investor community in the community you get access to our global asset allocation strategies and stock portfolios our investment research weekly live sessions and the risk reduction lessons i've learned from more than 500 guests go to my worst investment ever dot com right now to sign up fellow risk takers this is your worst podcast host andrew stotts of a stotts academy and today i am here with featured guest vj poin vj are you ready to join the mission absolutely andrew i'm excited to be uh, in one of uh, the craziest podcast titles that <laughs> uh, <laughs> ever so i'm i'm really looking forward to interacting with you in the next vj podcast. you're one of the brave ones that says yes to the craziest podcast title out there my worst investment ever <laughs> so let me introduce you to the audience so vj is founder and ceo of bitcrunch a blockchain analytics company focused on securing the NFT ecosystem. He has a master's in electrical engineering and information technology and he is a three times TEDx speaker. VJ, take a minute and tell us about the unique value that you bring to this wonderful world. Thanks, thanks again for the lovely introduction. So, yeah, like you said, I hold a master's degree in Munich, living in Munich, the city of Oktoberfest. for the last decade um, i'm here for the last 10 years adding a lot of value in, in terms of i mean i have brought a bit scrunch right from scratches uh, and now we have raised over 6 million dollars and doing a lot of things in the blockchain space particularly in the nft space and then beyond that i love to inspire people i mean to give a quick glimpse i'm recognized as one of the top 20 inspiring data professionals to be followed on linkedin so i'd like to always inspire people and i, I wish i keep going <laughs> the mm. same as as you do yeah and why why do you like linkedin as as a platform it's interesting because you know some people may start a blog or something like that but you've definitely made made a lot out of linkedin yes absolutely i mean now i'm being closely followed by 50000 followers or something i mean close mm. to that number but yeah i mean i love that platform just because it it is highly professional that there are less room for scams or or uh, fake profiles in in that and it doesn't require any operations from my end right because i don't have to manage a server manage a blog update anything whatever it is image thumbnail or whatever it is right i i just can keep spreading what i learned at my job what i am doing at my job and what i will be doing at my job right? mm interesting so that 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 helps me reach out to a lot of people and and linkedin has a whole bunch of community right because yeah. if i go with it's abjpravinblog.com or something then i have to take care of a lot of operations costs 
It's interesting because I think many people don't see that value, you know, but the value of this LinkedIn is basically your personal blog with traffic. (laughs) Exactly. So it comes with free traffic and I I don't have to reinvent the whole wheel. So it, it basically gives me free marketing, free platform, free operations and everything. And all I have to do is just share what I know. If I have done something, it worked, I share it. Mm. If it fails, I keep sharing it. So no matter what what I do, I just keep sharing and people started loving it, right? I mean, come on, obviously, when you are being followed by 50,000 people, you question yourself, are you doing it the right way? And I feel that I'm on the right track, but yeah, let's see how it pans out in the future. (laughs) So let's talk briefly about what you're doing, just so the audience understands more. And you know, you're working in the NFT space and I, we know that it's been a tough time for cryptocurrency, let's say over the last four or five months, as we've seen prices fall and we've seen volumes dry up. How does that impact NFTs? Yes. So non-fungible tokens, a new age digital asset class is still far behind the general crypto space, right? I mean, uh, I recently read a survey that says just around 5% of the world's population uses crypto. And I consider NFT as one-fifth of the crypto population. So that's basically 1% of the world's population. So when, when the market gets hit, obviously NFT traffic drops, NFT volume gets hit, but we detect NFT scams, NFT theft, NFT forgeries. Mm. So for us, it's it's more like an infrastructure project, right? So for us, external conditions doesn't really matter. So right. we don't really care if NFT volume goes down or, or prices goes down. So we are an NFT analytics plus forensics entity that bring a lot of business insights to NFT businesses. And come on, Facebook has changed its name to Meta. Mm. And the company that has trillions of dollars in revenue, they're coming out and changing their name to Meta tells where we are heading towards. Right. right? So that's that's. Mm-hmm. And what would you? What advice would you give for someone that that's a listener that hasn't gotten involved in NFTs? They're interested. They don't want to lose money, and they don't want to get ripped off or anything like that. But they are interested. Like, where's a place to start, or what's What's something to look out for? You know, what advice would you give being an expert in that area? I mean, obviously, people people say that DIY do your own research, right? I mean, that is, that is something that I, I would like to start with. Yep. But obviously, there is much more than that is out there. So the space is evolving, and it's it's more like how mobile phones evolved, right? I still remember the first mobile phone that got into our hands. It was bulky, it was heavy, and it had numbers. You have to type numbers several times to arrive at a certain letter, right? That is how, how we, we arrived at, at our early phones. And look at the progress. We used 2G, we used 3G, and now we are already staring at 5G. And then in some countries, there were already early tests going on for 6G technology, right? And then look at the streaming quality, look at the memory space. So we have to consider this space like an evolution. So people expect everything at the first go. That is where people don't get this space. Because if you ask Apple iPhone 14, 
as a first phone that's totally impossible it needs evolution so i i, I advise people to look at it that way it's it's more like a baby that crawls first and then walks stumbles upon gets up and then starts running so that's how you should see this field great great all right well now it's time to share your worst investment ever and since no one goes into their worst <laughs> investment thinking it will be tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it and tell us your story so it's funny that my worst ever investment was in crypto <laughs> by itself even though i i worked closely to nfts which is predominantly a crypto space so that was back when i graduated my masters i had completed my masters in munich one of the famous universities so there were a couple of friends who pulled me into this whole crypto space and i i literally uh, bulked upon all my savings i mean i i literally took close to 80% four fifth of my savings and other investments and i got it into crypto if i would have done that on let's say coins or tokens like bitcoins or ethereum i probably wouldn't have even talked in this podcast i mean just kidding <laughs> just kidding but i made a mess i made a total mess because people whenever something new comes up people try the new things right because people consider that bitcoin has already gone up to certain dollars probably it was around 2000 Right. even if i look at the pricing now it's it's currently clocking around 20000 so i still would have got 10x of my investment mm-hmm. but at that time yeah 2000 investing on 2000 worth coin is not smart so i'll pick coins that were worth cents so that is when i i got everything wrong so i never did any research i just followed my friends my acquaintances that was one of the blunders i would say mm. apart from what i lost as money it was more of a knowledge why did i do that i hold a masters from one of the top 20 universities in the world and i lost several thousand dollars in crypto without even doing my own research so i consider that that as a loss but it happens it happens everywhere mm. right i mean you 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 purchase a property you buy a land something goes wrong you buy an apartment something goes wrong so it can happen to anybody at any time can But you explain is, explain like what was it that caused you to do it yeah so uh, i mean obviously when when people start getting into my head obviously i live in germany so people from india they always see euro as a bigger potential currency hmm. and that is when i started diving into this cryptocurrency and and whenever i see lower prices i jump into that i invest a few dollars into that but mm. if i look back <laughs> i mean i i i was crazy at that time right yeah. uh, i i was just investing 500 dollars 1000 dollars 2000 10000 5000 here and there i was not looking at what's going to happen or what's what am i going to get it out of it it's it's not about the money forget about the mm. money mm. but what are the sort of the projects that i'm investing i never yeah. did any due diligence So uh, <laughs> and what happened to the money that you invested? Did you eventually take it out or is it still in there or did it disappear or what happened? Oh, it's it's gone. Most of it is gone. I mean, close to 90% of it is gone because I invested on they they call it shit coins, right? Shit coins. And I mean, my bad, I got into this ICO space. 
which also they call it scam nowadays mm. Mm. the initial coin offering because everybody launches a coin everybody launches a token back in back those days and they just open a window where everybody invests and no returns nothing you don't really know where those people are <laughs> so yeah. that yeah. that was one of the craziest point in time where i was I, i i kept on going i mean the moment if i see even a 5% return or 10% return i was like okay this is giving me substantial returns i should i should keep putting in money so right right that was the biggest blunder so how would you summarize the lessons that you learned from this experience <laughs> it's all about uh, due diligence i mean now i i am i'm a founder of a startup which has taken a lot of money from investors so i i know the due diligence processes that i have to go through for every investments that i take so i should have done that so there was no proper due diligence from my end it was not about the research right i never even looked at their names their google searches i never spent even a minute on who was the founder who is behind those projects what was the brain behind that project and what is the potential i, I didn't even see those things and spending time right it's mm. you earn your hard earned money in, in like studies work internships or thesis or whatever it is and then you end up spending it without even any due diligence so that is something that i would advise people not to and those are lessons that i took it for my entrepreneurial journey right because mm. I, now i am a founder of a crypto company so look at this crazy because i yeah. lost a lot of money anybody else would have been fed up with this space and would have ran away or or went into internet of things or 5g technology or or any other technology but i somehow had a hope that okay the mistake was mine not them like, mm. i didn't do any research i didn't do any due diligence i was never into it i didn't research about the founders the company was it listed was it was it a legal entity do they have an entity of course i never did anything and how can i blame a technology so that the fault was mine and that is when i i groomed myself and and i'm glad that i'm i'm the founder and ceo of bitscrunch mm. which has already got 6 million over 6 million in investments and we are already clocking revenue as well which is good yeah fantastic maybe i'll share a couple of things i take away you know The first thing is I just would like to talk about the concept of energy. And I read a book many years ago called Your Money or Your Life. And basically it talked about thinking about spending as energy. Don't think about, you know, so when I buy a TV, I don't think it's going to cost me $500. I'm going to think it's going to cost me, you know, 20 hours of energy. and it really makes a difference when you start to think is that really worth that much energy so i think the first thing and you know you mention it about you know time that you spent and all that but i just think energy is something that you know you have to be really careful about so that's my first thing i was thinking about the second thing is always be i'm always skeptical i have a little rule that people ask me when they say about investing i say never invest in something that somebody told you about. Mm. Now most people are like, well how the hell am I supposed to figure out what to invest in? Well that's part of the point, you know, like that's what real investing is is you got to figure it out. 
And the second thing I would say is that it's when people are calling you, they're talking their own book, whether they're trying to make money from you or whether they're trying to validate an opinion that they have and support that opinion that may not be based upon research either, or it may be just doing research isn't enough to guarantee success, even, you know, in the crypto space. And then uh, the other thing I wrote down was emotion. You know, it's so easy to get caught up when it seems like, you know, this is the new thing and all that. And I'm, I'm a rock when it comes to that, you know, I don't get caught up in that emotion. So I think that those are kind of my lessons that I take away from. Is there anything you would add to that? I mean, that is, that is, those are the absolute crunches of, of what I just shared and emotionally being strong is, is what I learned over the years, because at that time of investing, I was around early twenties, probably mid twenties. And that is when you just go follow the line, right? Without even knowing what is happening at the other end of the line, you just simply follow the others. Mm. And that is something that I learned over the years, which has made me emotionally much more stable, that I believe. And yes, so energy, that's a good lesson for me yeah. <laughs> out of this podcast. Thanks, mm. Thanks for that. Yep. So based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn in your life, I want to think about a young man or woman who's wanting to invest in crypto. They're just about to pull the trigger. They don't know that much. They're in kind of the same situation you are were in. What's one action that you'd recommend for them to avoid suffering the same fate? Mm-hmm. Time, time, time. Spend time, not money. Mm. <laughs> your, your money won't make uh, 5x, 6x, rather six hours that you spend will save you from a heavy loss, right? So if if you are making thinking of making six x on your investment, on on somebody's advice or, or some random blog post or whatever thing it is, that is not going to be a fruitful experience. Yeah. Rather, I would say spend six hours to see if it can really be a six x in some time. Yep. So give yourself time. Like I said at the beginning, you have to compare it with a mobile phone or a baby. You consider yourself as a crawling creation at the beginning, then try to walk, stumble upon it's fine. You lose hundred, two hundred dollars, that is fine. But the moment you lose big chunk, it also emotionally drains you. Yep. That is when it's hard to get back to the feet and, and start walking again. Yeah. So I, I, I want people to do their due diligence, do their own research, spend time. Time is money here. Yep. It's not going to hurt to take time to build those positions. So just start slowly. All right. What is a resource that you'd recommend for our listeners? Obviously, my LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So I, I keep sharing a lot of things about blockchain, cryptocurrency, data, data analytics, and then the whole bunch of stuff. And I'm being followed by close to 50,000 people. Yeah. So I guess that gives you the validation to go. You're saying something search. valuable. <laughs> Exactly. So just go and search for Vijay Praveen Maharajan. It's my yep. and full, name, the, full name. Yep. I'll have a link to that in the show notes. So last awesome. question. What's your number one goal for the next 12 months? We have the token launch plan. So we, we want to go out there, educate more people when it comes to NFT space hmm. and to be a good father on the family side because I have a new daughter. She's just 
15 months old so mm. trying to get up start walking and and so on so i am I'm enjoying this phase where i feel like carrying two babies at the same point one is my daughter one is the startup which are uh, equally of same age and i, I wish to do justice on yep. both ends fantastic well listeners there you have it another story of loss to keep you winning if you haven't yet joined the become a better investor community just go to myworstinvestmentever.com right now as we conclude vijay i want to thank you again for joining our mission and on behalf of a stats academy i hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment do you have any parting words for the audience uh, i enjoyed talking andrew thanks a lot and what you are doing is really great for the community because you save a lot of people from <laughs> getting screwed up or or getting lost i mean there is something that we do for the nft space and what you are doing is is for the whole broader space so our our ideologies are or aligned and that is one of the reasons why i i wanted to come on to this podcast and thanks again for the invitation i i really enjoyed this conversation i would love to meet you in yep. person sometime that's going to happen that's going to happen well that's a wrap on another great story to help us create grow and protect our well fellow risk takers let's celebrate that today we added one more person to our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives this is your worst podcast host andrew stott saying I'll see you on the upside.